Good morning, Christ Church. Good morning. Good morning. Awesome to be with you again in the tent uh, this week as we continue in our series, uh, Revival. Remember, that's what we're really uh, not simply talking about. That is what we are praying for, what we're looking for. What we expect God to do is to accomplish uh, revival, that is to take life and revive it, right? To give life uh, a new kind of beginning. So wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, the invitation in this series every single Sunday is the same, that you just step into God, step into Jesus Christ, and let him do what only he can do, and that is revive your life. Now we're going to talk about uh, each week uh, how uh, that happens for us, right? What, what is the experience of this revival in our life? And so last week, uh, Pastor Andrew shared with you uh, kind of the first step in the whole thing, uh, and that is a wonderful word to remember because we are supposed to do what? We're supposed to remember. remember. See, I just gave you that. I just fed you that. Didn't I do good on that? Yeah, remember, right? It's just remember. So today, uh, as we get into repentance today, uh, man, that is where we need to start. We, we need to make sure that as we get talking today about repentance, that we start with remembering. So as we begin this morning, remember, right? Just remind yourself how incredibly good God is. Remind yourself from the beginning this morning how incre- incredibly faithful God is, how loving God is, how God desires so much more for your life. Remember how kind, compassionate, forgiving. Remember what kind of God brings us together today. Because when we remember that kind of God, we can take that next step. We can take that next adventure and invitation uh, into what we're going to talk about this morning, uh, repentance. Uh, Revival is talking about repentance. But it's also starting with that remembering. Now, I got good news from the get-go for you this morning. As we begin talking about uh, repentance, uh, we get this great invitation to repent. But more than that, uh, we get the assurance that we don't have to do this alone, right? This experience of repentance we're going to talk about is not something that is, is of our own making and of our own, our, our own energy. Uh, but there is, there is a power beyond us that is ready to work in our lives and bring us through this experience that we're going to look at called uh, repentance. Now, last week, Pastor Andrew started you in the the book of Revelations. If he can do it, I can do it. And uh, so we're going to start there too. Uh, But I'm a chapter later. I think he was in chapter two last week. Uh, I'm in chapter uh, three. And this is the Apostle John uh, writing to a church uh, in Sardis. Uh, And he says, write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has, who has the sevenfold, notice the word, who has the sevenfold what? Spirit of God. Yeah, sevenfold spirit of God. Seven, perfect number, right? The sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. What John is trying to do is he begins to speak to this church. And part of what he's going to do is call them into repentance, right? But as he begins the conversation, he reminds them They don't have to do this alone. That the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is ready, capable, and number seven, perfectly competent to be able to lead us in and through repentance. So often we get the focus in the wrong place. We think somehow repentance 
is, is all centered simply in us and in our energy and in our strength. And that is just not biblical. That's not true. Repentance, spirit invades and convicts us and does the heavy lifting and moves us into the invitation of revival life, of revived life. So as we start this morning, I want you to hear loud and clear that the Holy Spirit is not only in the tent this morning, the Holy Spirit is competent, the Holy Spirit is capable, the Holy Spirit is absolutely perfect in its ability, and the Holy Spirit desires this to revive your life and to bring you, carry you through the experience of repentance. As we look at this repentance... Uh, it, it doesn't mean it's going to be an easy experience. In fact, the, the first step, the big thing that the Holy Spirit does is not just move us uh, so that we just kind of get real and face the reality of what is in our life. And so uh, John keeps speaking. He says, I know all the things uh, that you do. I know all the things you do. That's kind of a good relief in and of itself, isn't it? All the time, all the energy we spend covering things up, somehow thinking that's hiding things. And, and he says, listen, I already know the things that you do, that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead, that you're living a false life. You're giving the impression of this, but here's the truth and the reality of it. See, the invitation of repentance is let the Holy Spirit move us encourage us, strengthen us to go ahead and face life uh, the way it is. Just go ahead, face the reality. When I was uh, yeah, eight, ten years old, somewhere in there, uh, you know, I grew up in the farm, not much to do for me, an 18-year-old. I mean, I took care of the, kid, the chickens and did that stuff, but I, I loved baseball when I was growing up. I was a little eager and all that stuff, and uh, so when I was playing alone, I had a ball, glove, and uh, I would take the ball and throw it up on a roof right, and let it roll back down, and if it didn't get stuck in the gutter, heaven forbid, if it didn't get stuck in the gutter, the ball come out, and I'd catch the ball. Anybody done that? A few people have done that. Okay, so I did that around my farm. Yeah, I did it on the, on the garage, and I did it on the house, and the shed, different places, and I did it on, my, on the front porch, too. Unfortunately, on the front porch, however, right in the middle of the, of the back wall on the front porch was a window, you know where this is headed. You kind of got the picture, right? There was a window, okay? So, of course, the ball went through the little corner of the window and broke one little pane uh, in the window. No problem. I went upstairs. It was in my room. Thank you, Jesus, right? <laughs> it was in my room, right? And so, uh, I got the ball, and right in front of the window in my room was my play box, and my play box had a big lid. So all I had to do was what? Lift the lid. Put the lid in front of the window and cover it up. And just go on acting and behaving as if nothing happened. The trouble is, do you suppose my parents knew all they had to do was look on the other side. <laughs> Remember, I was a kid. Not this smart, right? You see, this is the deception. This is the deception. We deceive ourselves and we put all our energy, we, we put 
We put all of that, that energy that we have into that cover-up principle, right? That we just, if we just cover it up, somehow it doesn't exist. Or if we just ignore it, somehow it will get better or it will go away. We put all this energy into casting the facade that, that John is talking about here. You have a reputation for being alive, but the reality is what? You're dead. You know what? Stop trying to behave like you're alive if you're dead. Face the reality. You see, this is the invitation of repentance that the Holy Spirit can bring us, lead us through its power to go ahead and face the reality of what life is or isn't. We deceive ourselves. We think somehow ignoring it, it's going to get better. If you look again at John at his letter, John says in his letter, if we claim we have no sin, we're only doing what? We're only... See, if we ignore it, we pretend it doesn't exist, we try to cover it up, we're only, we're only fooling ourselves. Better, the invitation to go ahead and step into the experience of, uh, of facing that. Because when we ignore it, when we cover it up, when we pretend somehow it doesn't exist, the reality is it only gets worse, right? If you look at uh, Paul in Romans he says, remember how wonderful, how tolerant, how patient God is, right? Um, see that he's kind. He's intended to turn you from your sin. Now, look at verse 5. But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, face it, you're storing up terrible punishment for yourself. How positive do you suppose my dad and mom responded to my cover-up scheme? Right? I mean, I... I mean, the punishment was worse. Why? Because I just didn't face it. I just didn't come forward in the truth. I just didn't go ahead and admit. And instead, I tried to cover up, pretend nothing happened, and deny it all. The reality is, I got a few more, uh, few more uh, whips of the belt there. A few more tender touches. That's a good one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I got a few more tender touches of discipline uh, because I tried to cover it up. Where if I did just come clean, right? If I just come clean with it, just, just dealt with it up front. See, this is the invitation. This is the goodness of God as the Holy Spirit works to be able to encourage you today whatever is going on in your whatever is happening in your life right now. Listen, husbands, if your wife is unhappy, if things aren't going well for her, ignoring it doesn't make it better. It's not going to get better. Face it. Wives, if your husband is off kilter, things not, whatever is not going well, somehow pretending that he's just going to figure it out on his own, it's not going to happen. Your kids, they'll grow out of it. It's just the way teenagers are. If that's your, your plan, it's not going to get better. The invitation we have, because we have a Holy Spirit that can strengthen us and drive us through it, right? We have something on our side that can push us and drive us through the experience so that we can go ahead and just face it. We can just face it. That is the simple invitation of repentance, to go ahead and be able to face it uh, with the the Holy Spirit. Uh, The psalmist reminds us of the consequences, of even the physical consequences uh, that we go through. He says, when I refuse to confess my sin, when I refuse to face it, my body wasted away. This is not a good diet plan. 
This is not the way we do that. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was upon me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. This is the key for us, is understanding that we can go ahead and we can uh, face it. And when we face it, uh, things are going to get better for us. And we do that within the strength of the Holy Spirit. So here's the invitation. The invitation, remember, right? We started there. Remember how good God is. Remember how great he is. But there's an invitation with that strength of the Holy Spirit to go ahead and face it and just step into repentance. Let's go ahead and step into repentance. Uh, You know, it's Revelations. He says, John says, go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Do what? Repent and turn. Notice it says turn to him, right? Repent and turn. This is what repentance is. Repentance is simply a U-turn, right? It's it's acknowledging, facing, listen, life is going this way. That's just not the way God wants it to go. And and let the Holy Spirit strengthen you to say, "No, no, I'm going this way, right? I am turning toward him. I'm turning toward the path that he would choose for my life. Uh, Hebrews uh, has a term for repentance. It happens 1,058 times in the Old Testament, and it's that simple. It simply means to just change direction. Uh, the New Testament also uses the term repentance, but it incorporates not only change of direction, but also the change of your mind, right? The change of your actions along with the change of your mind. It is the invitation to let the Holy Spirit just work Face the reality of what's going on and determine with God things you got to change and be able to let God lead you into that change. Change the way you think about the situation. Change the way you act towards uh, the situation to go ahead and turn. And when you do that turn, when you take that step away from the past towards whatever God has in store for you, the promise is refreshment. You'll experience a, a, a release a, a, a refreshment. You know, even though I had those touches of, uh, of uh, discipline uh, when I broke the window, it was a whole lot better just to be honest about it. I mean, carrying that, I mean, just to let it out and, and just be honest. It's a whole lot. There is a refreshment that comes from not trying to hide it anymore, not trying to bottle it up uh, anymore, right? And so you can see here uh, in the book of Acts, we have... Uh, Now repent of your sin and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment. You see that? And notice it says when those times of refreshment will come, right? There's a promise attached to it that times of refreshment uh, will take place. They will come in your life. And refreshment only comes when it's exposed, right? The word itself, the word itself means uh, to heal or bring relief uh, as a result of being exposed uh, to the air. Refreshment comes when we let the Holy Spirit lead us into this is the way it is. Just this is the way it is. And be able to turn and say, wait a minute. God has something else in store. We're going to trust him more. And you expose that and there's just this joy and this refreshment that can come to us. I showed you this beginning verse before, right? If we claim we have no sin, uh, we're only fooling ourselves, not living the truth, uh, uh, that 
the end verse there too reminds us that, you know, if we're doing it, if we're trying to, well, we're just calling God a liar, not a good thing. But notice the verse in the middle. Uh, notice verse 9. It says, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from how much? From all wickedness. You see, there is nothing in your past. There is nothing in your present that God can't face. There's nothing in your past, there's nothing in your present that the perfect Holy Spirit isn't ready and willing to deal with today, right now, in this tent, in this moment. He is capable, he is competent, and he is ready to lead you through to let that stuff go, to let that be in the past, and change the direction of your life away from that stuff toward what God has in store for you. That's the big thing about repentance. Uh, you know, in all these years of ministry and dealing with people and walking with them in their life, it, it's interesting to me that so often when we get talking about the experience of repentance, people tend to concentrate more on what they're leaving behind, right? More on what they have to give up. When in reality, the excitement is not what you're giving up. The excitement is what you're turning toward, right? It's not about what you're giving up. It's, it's not about all the... The, the junk, the pain, the embarrassment, the, the frustration, the failure, the faults, all the stuff of the past. God is capable and ready to deal with that. He did already. When Jesus died on the cross, he dealt with that already. He was totally prepared to take on all the consequences of all of that stuff for us. We don't need to concentrate on that past. What we do is we turn towards the future. We turn towards the marriage God has for us. We turn towards the family God has for us. We turn towards the career God has for us. We turn towards the person, the individual God wants us to be, right? We turn not just away from something, but more we turn toward something. We turn towards a life that we cannot achieve or experience on our own. We turn towards the possibility of what God can do in our lives. Repentance under that guidance of the Holy Spirit, allows us to turn toward. And that's, that's the invitation. If you go to uh, the book of Joel, it says, uh, this is why the Lord says, turn to me now uh, while there's still time. Today's a good time. Today's a good time. Turn to me while there's still time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your uh, clothing uh, in grief, but tear your hearts instead. What is it God wants? All the, the confessing, mourning, and grieving about your past? No. What he wants is your hearts. That's what we're really turning, is we're not just turning our time and our attention and our thoughts. We're turning our hearts. It's just saying, listen, Lord, that's my old heart. That's all about me, all about all the stuff of that past. I'm turning away from that and I am now absolutely, totally, completely yours. Notice that uh, Joel keeps that prophecy going. He says, return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. Are you remembering? You remembering who he is? He is eager. This is who he is. He is eager to relent and not punish. punish. Who knows? Perhaps he'll give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of the curse. What are you turning away from? What are you turning towards? You see, the invitation for us is to turn away 
to just go ahead and let the Holy Spirit lead us into this thing of repentance and just let God deal with all of that and instead turn towards the future that God has for us. The psalmist, that same psalm uh, that says, hey, this was wasting away and the burden and the struggle, by the time the psalmist lets God's spirit work on him and bring him through repentance, uh, he says this, oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record uh, the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete, what? Honesty. You see, the invitation for you today, straightforward and simple. Remember who God is. Remember how capable the Holy Spirit is to just help you to look at your life to, to face whatever it is that it's so tempting to just want to ignore, cover up, or pretend it never happened or doesn't exist, to just step into that and go ahead and face that, knowing that Jesus Christ has already died for that. And he didn't waver. He didn't falter. He stepped right into the cross because he was thinking of the invitation this morning for us to be able to know him and his forgiveness to be able to leave all that stuff behind and turn the direction of our lives and be able to step forward into a future that's centered on him. It's not what we're turning away from. It's what we're turning toward. You want your marriage to be in a better place? Turn towards him. You want your family to be in a better place? Turn towards him. You want your career to be in a better place? Turn towards him. You want your life to be in a better place? Do what? Turn towards him. And the Holy Spirit is ready, capable to lead you through that. And when you're through, you will find a refreshment that you could never find on your own, and you will find a joy in a future that only God can give you. Remember who God is, and don't hesitate every day to go ahead and let the Holy Spirit lead you into repentance, repentance, let go of yesterday, and step into the future he has for you. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we come to you this morning, and uh, we come as uh, broken people, who we are, uh, and we just pray this morning that you would uh, let your Holy Spirit fill not only this room, but fill our hearts, uh, that we could absolutely, totally uh, just deal with it, face it, whatever it is going on in our lives, whatever our past has been, whatever's going on, that we just, under, the, under your guidance, under your love, under your compassion, that we just go ahead and face it, give it up, don't cover it up anymore, don't ignore it anymore, but go ahead and step into knowing that Jesus already dealt with it, Jesus already died for it, and he is uh, the one who rose again from the grave to give us the opportunity for a different life. So help us to not concentrate on what we're leaving behind, but to, but to just turn and think about what lies ahead reach for the future that you have for us. So Lord, we just humbly come to you this morning, and as we come to the table this morning, we pray that as we come to this table, it would be a time of uh, repentance, a time to let go, and a time instead to take Jesus into ourselves and the forgiveness he won for us so that we can live a new life, that we can truly be uh, revived people 
living a life of revival. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.